What's going on? You're listening to the Film Drunk Frogcast, coming at you not live from the Frog Quarters. We got myself, Vince Mancini, and the irregular regular, Mr. Matt Lieb. Yo, baby, what's up? I'm back. We're back. It's 2020, and we are here to do what we've always done for a full decade, talk about the movies. That's right. Let's all go to the lobby. Let's all go to the lobby. Let's all go to the lobby and eat ourselves some butt. That's what I was going to say. Was it? Yeah, I know <laughs> yeah, you. Yeah, straight up. I'm not even lying. I was going to say, and eat ourselves a butt. Yeah, well, Well, anyways, that's your brand. I know that. That is, I think, a perfect uh, encapsulation of exactly what we do here on the Film Drunk Frogcast. Yeah. Um, So we were going to talk. Well, actually, all right. So what happened was. uh, What had happened? What what happened was we got invited to go to the studios at Patreon in san francisco matt was there you probably saw a post on uh vince's twitter where he was like oh man me and matt leave going to the patreon office this is awesome look at that Mm -hmm. we're finally we're finally gonna get you know the treatment we've always deserved as as artists and creators the stars that we are uh the the huge huge stars we are uh you know and yeah so we got invited because um uh they were a one of the sponsors of san francisco sketch fest which is like a comedy festival in san francisco um probably didn't need to explain that and um <laughs> they saw that you know uh we have a patreon and whatnot and they're like hey while you're up here come to the office you know tour tour our office you know have a 30 minute consult we can talk about what you can do for your patron mm-hmm. patreon subscribers and whatnot and we'll uh, teach you how to milk check- those piggies yeah, we'll teach you how to milk all them piggies. You take and get the that piggy very... milk and you make cheese out of it. Mm. Yeah, delicious pig milk. Yum, 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 yum. Uh, do people, is there pig milk? There's probably. I don't know. Every animal has. It probably has trichinosis. Milk. Yeah. Um, but uh, so, yeah, we were like, sure, let's do that. And uh, yeah, and then they said, also, we have a brand new studio and you guys can record like uh, a podcast there. And we were like, fuck yeah that sounds amazing recording in the middle of the patreon building yeah that sounds like a great idea and the oscar noms had just come out and we were like this is perfect we, we know what we're going to talk about yeah oscars i mean it just happened to they happened to be on the same day that we went up there we're like okay well this makes sense yeah 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 it was it was kind of perfect um and so first let's start with uh what the office was like um it was a very much so a tech office uh, you know, it had a lot of conference rooms. It had uh, a dog room. It had a, a living room. a living wall. It had a living well, wall. Well, that was in the building. Uh, like it was a big building, and then like there was a lots of stuff in it. And then one of the floors was the was Patreon. the Patreon floor. Yeah, and yeah. Uh, so there's a living wall uh, in the lobby of the building. Inside of the Patreon office itself, there was a dog room. Uh, there was, um, first of all, the dog room uh, was. I'm in full support of a dog room yeah. in offices. I no, that's great. That's a great idea. Because it's like you get to bring your dog to the work, but you don't have to have it running around like, you know, barking at minorities and whatnot. Not yeah, that my yeah. dog well, would, but I know that other people's dogs uh, no, your do dog, that. Your, your dog is pretty woke. Yeah. Um, but uh, I wasn't sure if they were... Were they the employees' dogs, or were they just some <laughs> just dogs? show dogs? It was unclear. I thought, 
it was unclear because no one ever claimed credit for like that's my dog and they said yeah. one thing that was really and there was disconcerting a big, big office and there's only three dogs in there yeah there's only three dogs and the, the most disconcerting thing that was said was there's this one i think it was like a lab uh puppy i mean you know maybe like nine months old so kind of yeah. like still still on the smaller side but with the big paws just like the um, a pit of like the pinnacle of cute puppy like yeah you can't get, exactly it's hard to get cuter than like a like a it was probably like a four-month-old lab puppy yeah it was adorable and they said something that kind of was like what where they were like yeah you know uh once they get any bigger then um you know then they can't be here anymore oh yeah and well they just didn't want to have dogs over 50 pounds at the well, what concerned me about that is I still am not sure if that's someone's actual dog <laughs> yeah. or if they adopt puppies and then they keep them for about nine months uh, if they and if it's they like, grow any sorry, bigger. No one wants to take pictures with this dog anymore. Yeah, yeah. Sorry, it's too big to take a picture with. And then they throw it in the trash, like some sort of dog trash. Like yeah. it seems... Our, our, which is, our influencers don't find uh, eight-month-old dogs gram-worthy, so we get rid of them. <laughs> It was kind of like, oh, all right. Well, that's, I mean, it's kind of weird. It's like, why have a dog office if you can't, like, if, if it were me, I'd be like, well, I'm not going to get a small dog just so I can bring it to work. And <laughs> right. I've already got a big dog. What's yeah. the point of this room if I can't bring my big ass dog? Because, right. you know, once I get a dog, it's going to be a big dog. I'm going to get an Alaskan Malamute. Yeah. Well, you I'm can't get. get a small dog. It'd look too weird. You're too tall. You should get an Irish I'm Wolfhound. They, like, if you were a dog, that's what you'd be. So, yeah, then no, that is. I would be whatever Clifford is. He's I think a, a big he's a red big, dog. He's a big red dog, yeah. Yeah, I would be Clifford. But um, no, I'm going to get a Malamute because Malamutes are the best dogs because they are, they're loyal, but they're also stubborn. So they have some personality and they don't bark. They just go, <laughs> you know, they talk, they, they, <laughs> they do the Robert Roger Ebert thing. <laughs> they, yeah. Your Roger <laughs> Ebert like, impression is a lot like your Alaskan Malamute impression. Just, it is very similar. <laughs> it's <laughs> so anyway yeah, so we went into the studio uh we were going to record well, a video for, cast for all the patreon uh donors yeah. or subscribers that we have and uh and then we put the headphones on and we're like oh there's like a weird delay that's like we should just there was a latency there were some like cuts like some weird jumpy cutty things which is something that I have literally never experienced no. with audio before, ever, ever. Yeah. Like usually, you know, there's all sorts of problems with audio, um, but the problems are usually like some track is not turned on. You can't figure out how to turn on the track. Uh, there's Look, volume problems. You don't need Sometimes to run down all problems. of your various audio problems over the years. I'm just saying that there's like a standard list of audio problems that I've experienced. What I've yes. not experienced before is latency in a in a track where you talk and then it, it's like there's a couple second delay or like a second delay. Um, and there was like this like blippy glitchy thing where it was like and then it would repeat. You know what it's like? Have you ever had like a problem uh, with the uh, lightning jack on your phone when you're trying to like talk to somebody and it like repeats uh it does like it's like a computer glitch thing. Uh -huh, yeah. have you ever had that i have not but i've heard it on skype where it like it lags and then it yeah. speeds up to compensate 
That's exactly right. Yeah. So it felt like some sort of computer lag, which I was like, that's weird. You don't, you guys, this is, there's, that's a, I don't know how you've set up the studio, but it's a strange way of doing it. Anyways, we're like, well, we don't need the headphones anyways. It's just fucking us up. Uh, so we'll just record this without the headphones. And we recorded about, it wasn't much. It was like 25 to 30 minutes, you know? Um, and it was gold. Yeah. Every second. Best stuff was- that we've ever done. Oh my God! Everyone was there. Was like a what do you call it? Uh, a producer? Yeah. Um. You know, like a, a an engineer, an audio Just en- engineer, coming in periodically to lay laurels at our feet. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. Uh, I'm pretty sure I saw Vince. He got his dick sucked. Yeah. He straight up got his dick sucked. Yeah. Um. No, but it was like, it was like, it was great. It was all gold. Um. And then, uh, in the the next day. Uh, I got a, oh no, no, it was that day uh, later in the afternoon, uh, as I'm on my way back to LA, I got a text that said, so glad you guys came in the office. It was great. It was a wonderful meeting you. Unfortunately, uh, everything that we recorded is fucked up. Um, uh, here is a just sample of what we got. And it was just us going, the Joker movie. It was, and I was like, oh, this is bad. This is really, because <laughs> it's, but it's, it's just it's like. It's a little bit, uh, it's a little bit nice to know that other people can fuck things up as bad. I, I think I've only done that with one episode that we've recorded so far where we like, where yeah. we missed half the episode because like there's the space on the card filled up or something. But uh, it is nice or, to see or, that other people, it makes me feel like I'm more competent than I am that the other, the other people are yeah. capable of fucking up something that simple i mean these things like i am these things happen all the time it's like it's not it's not unusual for there to be audio problems you know it's a thing it's like every once in a while there's an audio problem but what's really fucking annoying is like their their solution was like oh we can try to edit it and make it sound a little bit better and uh, or you guys just come come back in and re-record it i know that's probably like hard to do but you know feel free to do that or we can just uh you know you can just post it as is and i was like the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> All of those are bad solutions. I mean, there's really no solution, but it was just one of those things where I was so... I was, like, mad for two hours afterwards. I was just like, why did you invite us to a studio that wasn't ready yet? Why'd you do that to us? 30 minutes of gold that was is lost, forever gone. You know what they say in the business, Matt? What they, business? They say, oh, this business. Oh, yeah, in the podcasting business. No, they say kill yes. your darlings. That podcast was our darling, and then you know sometimes other people kill your darlings for you. But look, the darlings are dead. They're not coming. It's a dead ass darling. It's so you know. It's time to just uh, move on. Find some new darlings. We'll make new ones. Yeah, I know, but it's oh my god, dude. It was just I was so I was so sad, and you know they were sad too. They just keep writing emails saying how sorry they are. So um, what I've said to them is like, well, that sucks. Uh, well, we're gonna re-record our Oscar episode. Uh, please share it on your (laughs) on your like Twitter or some shit. Um, I mean, we also asked them, like, are you guys ever going to be like a discovery platform? Because it would be really nice to have other patrons from other podcasts, like, hear about ours and then listen. And and they were like, no, we do want to figure out ways for you guys to get more money um, so that we can milk it. But (laughs) we're not going to help you with that in any way. (laughs) It was just like, all right, what? I don't even know why we came here, dude. <laughs> well, we saw the dogs. I mean, 
We saw the living. We wall. saw the dogs. We got tight. a free coffee. Yeah. Yeah. That that was cool. Well, I mean, all in all, they were very nice, and that you know, they're no, they're, they're great. They're they're good people. Maybe I they'll hope, hook us up uh, in the know. future. Who knows? Yeah, but for now, um, hey, it's Oscar season. Yeah, but the huh? funny thing is, we were. I don't think we've ever done like an Oscars episode. Maybe no, we, we have. Haven't. Who the fuck knows? I usually I did like the first sp- four years yeah. of broadcast like really drunk. So who knows? Um, mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, like I, the funny part was like we didn't really plan to do an Oscars episode, and we just did it because it happened to be that day, and that was like the big right. news, and it was something that we could discuss. Uh, you know, in a short amount of time, like not to take up a full like two hours of their studio time. Um, but uh, yeah, and then now we don't have it. So now I feel like we have to redo the thing that we only did because we were there. Um, so yeah, Oscars. Oscars, what dude. Do you, what do you think about those Oscars? Oh boy, do I have some thoughts. Oh, some really good thoughts. If only they had survived. We got um, a question from the, the Twitter folks. Uh, Ooh. are Oscars even that important anymore? It seems like the Golden Globes pick more winners that people actually care about. Uh, no, no, I think that is, I think that is wildly false. Uh, I think the Golden I mean, Globes pick whoever like throws them a good party, and it's like eighty weird foreigners right. that. I yeah. mean, look, uh, sometimes the Golden Globes recognize uh, people that the Oscars should have. But that's also because right. they have twice as many categories for everything. Like every every movie thing is split into drama and comedy, which is weird. Right. Because like a lot of these movies, like what are they? Are they a drama? Are they a comedy? Um, uh, my favorite is comedy or musical because it, uh, it yeah, because it's always right. a yeah. best best drama or best comedy slash musical, which I like it because it's like kind of an implied admission that all musicals are super not funny, and that's true. <laughs> Musicals are, uh, you know, there's not very many good jokes in them. Uh, the funniest part is Jesus Christ Superstar is when he died. Uh, Jesus was all like, uh, you know, crying and stuff. But like, other did than he, that, did he come back? Um, though? What's that? Did he come back? No, he doesn't come back. In in the, it's great. He he just dies, and then um, uh, Judas sings a song, and then that's it. Yeah, it's well, pretty look. sick. So we got we got Oscar nominees. Why don't I just read read them all quickly, and Let's then we go back. Them. We'll go back through. We'll go back through. I'll start. I'll just, I'll just okay. read them once through, and then we can go back and get mad about certain ones. Uh, best picture. Okay. And I'm gonna give as you're doing it. I'm doing one word reviews of them. <laughs> okay, perfect. Okay, go ahead. Best picture. Ford v Ferrari. Didn't see. The Irishman. Long. Jojo Rabbit. Shill shit. That's two words. All right, but okay, uh, it's gonna be one to two words. Okay, I think enough. I established that after didn't see. Sure, I mean if it's shorter than a sentence, I think we can handle it. Uh, Joker, Society, <laughs> Little Women, Big Movie, <laughs> Marriage Story, New York Family. Fuck, that's three words. It's sometimes gonna be three. <laughs> uh, shouldn't that one be? Uh, I had a. You had a. You should be upset that I had a laugh with her. Yeah, are you having a laugh? <laughs> that one, yeah. You shouldn't be upset review. that I slept with her. You should be upset that I had a laugh with her. Oh, I had a laugh. Oh, you having a laugh? <laughs> oh, God. Oh, is you uh, having a laugh with me, missus? Oh, I'm not upset that you slept with her. I'm upset that you are having a laugh. <laughs> 
<laughs> Sorry. Very annoying voice. <laughs> 1917. Tracking shot. Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Uh, Pretty good. <laughs> Parasite. You should have said The Patriarchy. Oh, fuck. Yeah. Uh, Parasite. Best picture. Uh, and then for lead actor, we got Antonio Banderas for Pain and Glory. Didn't see it. Leonardo for Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Nah. Adam Driver for Marriage Story. Nah. Uh, Joaquin Phoenix Joker. Already did that. Heath won it and was better. Jonathan Price, The Two Popes. Hell yeah, dog. Fucking, what was his name? High Sparrow. The High Sparrow playing the Pope. It works perfectly. Great movie. I loved it. Yeah. I like that we have two high profile works of fiction this year based on the premise of what if two popes yeah yeah what if other pope though (laughs) people tired of one pope movie and tv show what if you double pope then make double money (laughs) everyone know double pope double money that's because of tithing because people always do tithing but only one pope if you do double pope you get double tithing that's right you get 20 percent yeah, and then double heaven. <laughs> right. Uh, lead actress, Cynthia Erivo, Harriet. Uh, Scar- Julie Roberts. Scarlett Johansson, Marriage Story. Trash. Saoirse Ronan, Little Women. Big performance. <laughs> That's how you know I'm a professional, because I know how to pronounce Saoirse Ronan's name. Uh, yeah. Charlize Theron, Bombshell. Didn't see. Renee Zellweger, Judy want to see sure do you do you really want to see i do well you know me in a biopic i can't yeah. say no to a bio i fucking love biopics especially if they kind of look like the person they're portraying and i i mean if it were 1998 renee zellweger i'd be like what are you talking about she looks nothing like her but she did some like plastic surgery or something we're she looks not, completely different we're not supposed to talk about it you're not supposed to we're not supposed to let women have i'm letting her let her have she's a allowed. face she's good good i'm glad she has a, a new face that's stop. sick dude i want a new face stop commenting on actresses faces but I, you have to if you're if they're supposed to look like somebody who existed <laughs> you don't remember in the this enti- case <laughs> you don't remember the entire uh think piece and counter think piece cycle of oh my god renee zellweger looks different now oh of course i do of course yeah. i do and and I just want to say that that uh, entire you know the 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 entire premise of that uh, is deemed invalid to me when we're talking about them playing a character in a biopic. And okay. in this case, I think her new face probably looks a lot like Judy Garland. Thank I God! Was excited that when they're in biopics, it gives you permission to talk about their faces. Also, You're supposed to talk the, on that yeah. note, uh, oh, I don't even know if I should say, it, but like. What? Aquafina's got really weird posture. Am I right? Like her neck sticks out of her body at a forty-five degree angle. Like that's yeah, all I could think of. Yeah, she's got kind of like a chicken thing going. No, she looks like she's got that like cartoon turtle posture. Like that's all I could think about the entire time. Yeah, of the I farewell, guess it's like. Yeah, it's like it, why that's does her, true. That's true. What's it's, going on it's with more her? Like a turtle. What's going on with her posture right now? I thought it was an. Act, I couldn't yeah. tell if it was an acting choice or if she's just like that. Yeah, I and don't I don't know. know. And if it's like a disability, then it's like, well, fuck. Now I can't talk about it. Now I feel like an asshole. Well, it's clearly not a disability. She's, you know, she's... Yeah, but if it's a congenital issue... I mean, I guess we do oh, it like with, like, ch- Adam's driver. We're like, look at his weird-ass face. But it's, like, sexy weird yeah. face. 
Yeah, well, so I she's, guess you're she's got kind of sexy weird neck. Her yeah. weird neck doesn't make her, like, ugly. Same it's with just, Joaquin looks... Phoenix. I feel like he wouldn't be half the actor he is if he didn't look so broken. Like, he's got that weird... Yeah. He's got the weird shoulder that, like, sinks in all funky, and then he's got his, like, uh, his cleft palate. That's true. And, but then, he, you know, but, like... You always get the weird looking dudes with the really piercing eyes that yeah, and so then it's like well now they're down now they're just weird hot. Yeah, 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 for sure. I mean, he is definitely weird hot, uh, especially in Joker. He's he's really like he's like all gaunt and like his spine looks like it has little like uh fucking hot topic studs yeah. on, on each vertebra. It's like he's got he's got something weird going on, and yeah, he's got a cleft palate, but you know. It hasn't held him back in Hollywood. Did you ever see uh, Don't Worry, He Won't Get Far on Foot? I have no idea what that is. It's where Joaquin Phoenix plays the uh, cartoonist who, like the drunk cartoonist who becomes a quadriplegic. Oh, no, I haven't. Oh. Which sounds like. He plays he plays John Callahan, right? Yes, yes. I just heard about this movie. is so good. And I think it's is on, it? it's either on, I think it's on Prime now, I want to say, finally. Uh. But like it got zero release. And I was shocked that neither him nor Jonah Hill got Oscar nominations because they were both like amazing in it. Yeah, I, I heard, uh, I like just heard about this movie randomly someone was like telling me about like oh this uh joaquin phoenix movie where he plays uh um some sort of paraplegic cartoonist um obscure paraplegic cartoonist and i was like was it john callahan and it was yeah and it's weird because john callahan is someone who i only know of because as a kid my dad had like a collection of some of his cartoons and uh I, it was weird because it was the first time I ever saw like a poorly drawn panel strip that had titties in it. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, this is, who's this for? I mean, this as is... a dude with a far side tattoo, it seems like he would be yeah. right up your alley. No, I I, I loved him. He had the, my favorite joke ever was because I was flipping through it as a kid was he was, uh, it was him having sex with his wife and he's screaming, oh, Jenny, oh, Jenny. And then Jenny goes, uh, John, you're caressing your own leg. Because <laughs> he's, he's a paraplegic. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the title of the like, movie is based on one of his cartoons where, like, I think it's just an empty wheelchair. And the one cop is saying, <laughs> the one cop is saying to the other right. cop, don't worry, he won't get far on foot. Yeah, that's very funny. You know, that's, yeah, it was, uh, you know, can't use his legs. Yeah, he was like, uh, you know, he was he was doing uh, handicap jokes. Anyway, like it just seems capable. It's, it's weird to me that the Academy somehow slept on a movie where Joaquin Phoenix plays a drunk paraplegic cartoonist. Yet, yeah, that is weird. Yet they rewarded Jared Leto for playing a you know a transgender uh, person who dies dies of AIDS. Uh, yeah. Uh, spoiler alert! Wow. Sorry. Yeah, and then uh, and um, then if if <clears throat> lest we forget. He also, in his acceptance speech, uh, this was during the Maidan protests. He, th- he he dedicated his award to the brave men and women of the Ukraine. Oh, did he really? He, yes, yes, he did. Oh my God, I missed that completely. I'll never was forget like, that as long as I live. Holy fuck! Uh, I I do not remember that whatsoever. When he was just like, you know, we stand with you, brave neo Nazis of Ukraine. <laughs> and, <laughs> yeah no i mean mean, it's more complicated than that i'm just joking i think he did a great job in that movie because for like 
two hours, I didn't hate Jared Leto, which is an impressive that's achievement. A, considering that's very impressive. That he is, in fact, Jared Leto. That is true. That is true. He is um, uh, just the most obnoxious looking actor uh, in all of and Hollywood. And just the most obnoxious person. Let's let's not forget that he like almost gave himself liver failure getting fat to play Mark David Chapman in a Lindsay Lohan movie that like 45 people saw. Wait, what? 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 I, I don't know this. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. This was like, I don't know, three, four years. Like he had two or three... Dis- In a Lindsay Lohan movie three or four years ago? Yes. About like, John Lennon? Yes. No, it was about Mark David Chapman. Oh, it was a Mark David Chapman biopic? Uh, Yeah. I mean, it was basically about that. Let me, I'm trying to remember what the title. This? I'm looking up the title. Uh, it was chapter is it 27. Is called the Rye? Yes, 2007. Uh, I never saw this movie. I, I feel like we need to watch this for a fraught now. Um, chapter 27 Definitely. is a 2007 bi- biographical drama film depicting the murder of John Lennon by Mark David Chapman. It was written and directed by Jared Schaefer based on the book Let Me Take You Down by Jack Jones. It stars Jared Leto as Chapman. Good title. Uh, it is intended to be the, an exploration of Chapman's psyche. It is intended to be a good movie, but <laughs> yeah. it turns out, <laughs> but it turns out we hired Jared Leto. Uh, yes. And, uh, yeah. And then he like, he, he tried to gain like 60 pounds or something and he gave him almost gave himself kidney failure or something like that. It's great. Just it's great. Weird. I feel like Jared Leto is the Kamala Harris of method actors. <laughs> you know, it's <laughs> like I no feel, substance at all. Uh, there's no real. There's there's only I feel kind like that's of just unfair. Like, I feel like he's more like the Cory Booker of method acting. That's true. That's true. Yeah, that is unfair. He's never. He's never like. Uh, yeah. Uh, uh, <laughs> fair enough. But I'm just saying, it's like it all just seems like, like he's well he's doing the right things to do method he's he's, doing all the right things his entire career has been one long episode of when method acting goes wrong but then he just happened to have this one shining moment where he got in a movie with matthew mcconaughey and uh and he and it actually worked out for him so like let that be a lesson to everyone just keep taking swings man Keep taking swings. Keep going for it. You really never know when you're going to connect. And uh, in this case, uh, you know, of course, it helps also to have uh, really good representation, and then also be famous, and also be in a, a big band. Yeah, so that, like, be like a famous you just supermodel. fall back onto your superstar <laughs> rock and roll uh, lead singer career. Yeah. Well, what um, you have to do is be a famous supermodel first, and then you have to yes. start. Was that what he was? Did he yes. start as a supermodel? Yes. You don't remember this? Where were you in <sighs> no, the '90s? I don't, I don't remember it. I just like uh, my first intro to Jared Leto was him in Fight Club yes. playing a pretty boy. He was like Tyson. He was like the white Tyson Beckford. And then he, and that's why it was funny when he got beat up in, yeah. in Fight Club. And then he became a rock star sort of, yeah. I guess. I don't know. I haven't listened to that band. And, uh, and then oh, yeah, I don't know any of their songs. And then he tried to remake himself as like a serious method actor and it was hilarious and it still is. But for like one, for like nine months, it was actually not hilarious. It was very serious and uplifting and an inspiration to the people of Ukraine. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I'm glad, you know, his words at the Oscars that year helped, uh, Ukraine win the war, defeat Putin, and everything worked out great. <laughs> everything worked out great. Yeah, uh, I think it's so I, fucking I, you know how, stupid. You know how like David Hasselhoff like legitimately believes that he helped 
uh, bring about the fall of the Berlin Wall. I would like to I, think <laughs> that that Jared Leto, like in his heart of hearts, thinks that he brought about the fucking whatever color revolution that one was. Was yeah, it the orange? I, mean, I think it was orange. Yeah, I'm not sure. But isn't that... That war seems to be still going strong, though. Well, they got new people in there. And they weren't quite right. as corrupt as the old guy, but then they like became oh, corrupt good. still, and then and then they elected like a an, an actor. They basically elected like the guy from. Well, Network. they just did that, yeah, which is kind of awesome. Like that's legit. Hey, you know what? Good for them. Yeah, you know, a jobs a, a jobs a job in Hollywood. <laughs> that's right. Uh, supporting actor Tom Hanks. A supporting beautiful, a beautiful day in the neighborhood. Didn't see, want to see. Yeah, didn't see, don't want to see. Uh, Anthony Hopkins, the two popes. Fuck yeah. That's what I say to that one. Al Pacino, the Irishman. Sure. Uh, you know what I watched the other night? Donnie Brasco. What? Oh, the, yeah, that's a good movie. Did he win for that? He's so good in that. I think that, like, I don't think no. that Donnie Brasco is necessarily the best gangster movie, but I think Al Pacino got, in Donnie Brasco yeah. is one of the best, probably the best portrayal of a gangster yeah, in yeah, any yeah. movie where yeah. he's like, oh, I can't, I can't cook special like Benny. Yeah, they're yeah. making the coke on and, and him and, just like br- breaking open the uh, parking meters yeah. for the change. Yeah, cancer. Yeah, it's good shit. Cancer at a prick. You believe that? They got me into medical books for that. I really like uh, the explanation of what a uh, fugazi is. Yeah, fugazi. Because I I didn't know. Yeah, I was like, know. oh, that's that band that the dude from Minor Threat started after Minor Threat. Turns out it's an Italian word. Who knew? Who yeah. knew? <laughs> Who knew? Uh, Joe Pesci, the Irishman. Hell yeah. Um, he wasn't that good in the Irishman. I'm sorry. Stephen Graham was way better. I just rewatched it last night. Yeah. Joe Pesci was fine in it. I mean, Joe Pesci's always pretty good, but look. I love seeing him in anything. I just am such a fan of watching him. Yeah, that that's true. I, I, I just I want to see him in, in more things. Uh, you know, he won an Oscar for something. What was it? My Good cousin fellas? Vinny. Oh, my cousin Vinny. Yeah. yeah. Um, and his I acceptance think. speech, or whatever he won for it. Do you remember his acceptance speech? I don't, but I remember it was short, right? It's the best. He goes up there, he goes, "Oh, thank you very much," and then he takes it and he leaves. And I'm like, "I fucking love you, dude." <laughs> oh no, he got it. Uh, the, his, he got his Academy Award for Goodfellas. Yeah, he just goes like, "Oh, you know, it's something like, uh, wow, thank you very much," and then like waves and then leaves. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and, all I can think of is just the sea of actors and actresses who are just like, I've been practicing this speech since I was a toddler. And that's what you fucking have to yeah. say. Like, it, it, it's just that's it's such a baller move yeah. to be like, oh, wow. Cool. <laughs> did you uh, did you see Tom Hanks's Golden Globes acceptance speech? No, I, I, I didn't. What he, did he say? He talked forever. Like, I started watching uh. it in the living room. I got up to go to the kitchen to refill my drink and I'm like talking to the other people in the kitchen. We're like, oh man, this speech is going on for a long time. We like finished making the drinks. Shit was still, uh-huh. and, and like at a certain point, I don't know, maybe like 90 seconds later, we're like, holy shit, is he still giving the same acceptance speech? But he was, he what he won wasn't for a movie. It was like a lifetime achievement or some shit, okay, right? Yeah, sure. But it's from the Golden Globes. 
Yeah, but those lifetime achievements, I give him a pass on that because he's not saying like it's not for a specific movie. You know, it's yeah, like they right. basically they give you that and they go, and we're also giving you five minutes. Yeah, it's, here's you, there, one thing here's I've a learned. Trophy, do do a five minute set. One thing I've learned in my career, in my thirty year career as an actor, is you know you show up to the set on time, you say the mm-hmm. words that they say. And yeah, then, right on the page. And you do the things that they want you to do, and then you go. When they home. say action, yes. When you when they say action, you got to say the lines that were written from the scene. My now, mom. A lot of people. When I was growing up, she taught me that yes. if somebody puts tape on the floor, that you stand on you the stand. tape. Yes. And yes. You, and you say the things that they wrote for you. Yes. Now, the most important thing to learn in screen acting is that when the camera is rolling and they say action, not only do you read the lines, but do not, and I I repeat this to all my uh, students, do not look directly at the camera and say the lines. You're actually talking to the person who is in your eye line. Usually the director will tell you. That's something not a lot of people know about the art of acting. (laughs) That's right. Another another thing that I learned is that at lunchtime when, you're gonna get yes. different craft services. You're gonna get different uh, Tupperwares, yes. like little to go boxes, and they're gonna have names on. They're gonna have tape with someone's name mm-hmm. written on it in a sharpie, and you always choose the one with your own name on yes. it. You never take a Tupperware with someone right. else's name on the Tupperware. Now, the good thing is usually you'll have a person, um, some sort of uh, assistant, actually hand it to you so you don't have to worry about this. But I do tell this to all my assistants. If it, the Tupperware has my name on it, that one's probably mine, probably. So these are just things that I've learned in my 30-year career. <laughs> uh, Brad Pitt, Once Upon... Okay, by the way, I think Brad Pitt was great. And once upon a time in Hollywood, but not because like he was doing like an amazing acting job. Because no, fucking, just because he was so virile. He's so beautiful, and you just want to look yes. at him in his tanned. He chest. literally like I was talking to my mom about this, and it's one of those unfortunate conversations that I have with my mom sometimes. Where we oh, del- Maddie, my pussy was so wet when I saw <laughs> Brad Pitt. I thought I would have to get a diaper because my pussy was just leaking all over First the floor. First of all, I don't know why she sounds like a Kennedy, but oh my no, god, she's it was like, like chowder oh, down Matthew, there. When I saw when I saw beautiful Brad Pitt, who's so fucking virile, I could tell immediately I was getting pregnant again. It's like he gave me a reverse hysterectomy with his penis. He put my uterus back into me stomach before I lost my uterus. I was having phantom pains in my uterus. Haven't had a uterus in 45 years. But but I could feel it. I could feel it back in my stomach. And now I have to tell you, Brad Pitt, he's your da. (laughs) And you always fight your da. (laughs) Yeah, no, uh, she did say to me um, that, you know, like, oh, he was so good. And he's just so masculine virile <laughs> and i was like all right all right the word virile coming out of a mother's mouth is uh it's just because like masculine you've already painted the picture virile now you're talking about yeah. cum <laughs> you're just talking about cum don't talk about cum with me mom yeah. oh all his sperms are such good swimmers <laughs> you can tell he's got some strong swimmers in his sperm every single one of those sperms is mark spitz 
Oh, they're great seamen. Seamen like from the Queen's Navy. <laughs> uh, yeah. Supporting actress, Kathy Bates. Kathy Bates. Laura Dern. Uh, Laura Dern. Uh, hold on. Uh, Kathy Bates. Cool beans. Laura Dern. Uh, Jurassic Park. No, <laughs> I'm you not just good say, at these reviews. You just say Yas Queen. That's what I, whenever yeah, Laura Yas Dern Queen. does anything nowadays, you just say Yas Queen. I do love Laura Dern, though, but keep going. Yeah. Uh, Scarlett Johansson, Jojo Rabbit. No, 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 no. Fucking no. No. Does she have Compromat? No. She, she, she received not one uh, terribly undeserved Oscar nomination, but two in two movies that she was kind of... I mean, I didn't mind her as much in Jojo Rabbit as you did, though I did hate that stupid hat. Um, oh, oh. But her in Marriage Story, like... She. I loved. Does she have compromat? <laughs> yeah, does she? I mean, like, really? Like, what? I don't. I don't know. know. I don't know. I'm not. I'm it's like, very I've annoying. Liked, I've liked her in movies before. Like, I don't think I've she's... liked her in movies too. I don't think she's actually a bad actress. I think she's like when she's when she's good, she's good. But like, neither of those movies uh, did it for me. She no. feels like she's acting so hard in yeah. both of those movies. Well, and oh just like God. the styling and marriage story, like that is such, it's such like the perfect example of, of aspirational dialogue where it's some sort of like nebbishy intellectual, like imagining his fantasy intellectual life. Not only that, it's like he somehow, Noah Baumbach somehow wrote himself as like the superhero character of that story and still uh-huh. kind of came off like a douche and uh yeah god but it's just like they have to paint for some reason like if you fancy yourself enough of an intellectual you mm-hmm. you want to create the idea that you don't fuck and have never fucked like to you fucking is like this intellectual exercise problematic not problematic I, but just like an like an exercise it, it's like doing a new york times crossword puzzle you know yeah or like a I meditation mean, retreat Ugh, God. It's just like the, the, all it says to me whenever there is like a distinct lack of sexuality written with like in characters in Hollywood movies, all it says to me is like there's some dark sex shit. Yeah. That's coming out of your creative brain that you are afraid of putting out into the universe. It says I'm scared of revealing something about my sexuality for some reason. Right, exactly, and it just makes me think uh, Epstein shit. That's all it makes me think. <laughs> like you're you're on some weird Epstein level, and to you, like if you just are completely asexual, and even your romantic fucking uh, narrative scripts, you're you're you know you think oh I'll avoid it because people won't think that I'm weird. You know, at least here's the thing, fucking. Quentin Tarantino, you know, for for all of his issues uh, uh, and whatnot, you know, in general, there I don't think there's been any claims of like sexual harassment uh, yeah. or, or 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 there have been uh, not claims of like sexual harassment, more just like claims of putting uh, actors well, yeah, in put, dangerous situations. Yes, yes, that's true, and that's true. But that also, to me, is uh, it could be a gender issue, but it's not a sexuality issue, right? Sure, and. I mean, I think there's a there's a distinct difference. It's like he could be, you know, uh, maybe a bit of a misogynist and like putting, you know, obviously her in danger and whatnot. And maybe he's even caping for uh, Weinstein and shit like that. I don't fucking know. All I'm saying is like the dude is just putting it out there on screen. I like feet. Yeah. 
look at me look how much i love feet and it's like and you want to go like Ugh. yeah and what and cowboys he loves a cowboy like he loves uh, he, he loves, loves cowboys a, he loves a rockabilly feet. dude he loves separating his movies into chapters he loves <laughs> you know uh casting himself to say the n-word but like you know uh there's something about that kind of like blatant honesty of his like kind of you know w- you know his sexuality no kink shaming i'm not gonna say it's weird but it's a little bit uh but that that makes me trust him a little bit more as a filmmaker oh, because yeah. he's like he's being honest he's yeah. like oh i love feet like the dude is 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 i i i respect the the grossness you know gross game recognize gross game i definitely don't trust anyone who's like telling me how much they like you know they love classical music or something it's like yes yeah, right okay. exactly i'm like, like yeah, you're you're Epstein. That's right. <laughs> yeah. By the way, uh, yes. how awesome is it that the two lawyers defending Trump in impeachment have both worked with Epstein? <laughs> <laughs> you just you just gotta. And one of them has even like been named as like an offender in. Fucking Alan Dershowitz. Yeah, yeah. Fucking Alan Dershowitz. I mean, it's just like didn't Alan if, Dershowitz if, write like a whole thing about how uh, liberals are intolerant because no one in the Hamptons wants to invite him to a party anymore? Yeah, right. Yeah, it was a whole thing about how like he is basically been barred from going to uh, uh, elitist fucking East Coast. Uh, parties and he was just like this is just so much for the tolerant left (laughs) and it's just like what the fuck are you talking i think this is exactly like lynching i mean it's like he just goes to those parties and he goes where's the kitty fuck room and they're like (laughs) uh there's no kitty fuck room here of course there is a kitty fuck room they're just not letting him in yeah no and uh and he's mad about it it's in there i'll scare away all the kitties you're trying to when you're trying to fuck exactly he's too you know you can't have literal skeletor there um but like yeah it's 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 just too much i can't handle it because i just look at this and i go like this is why you know when people talk about cancel culture you know like oh cancel culture is bad and all that stuff and it's like yes i agree that there's there's problems with it but it's also one of the worst parts about it is that it's almost completely ineffective because and it's not applied equally literally anyone who went to the fucking epstein island should be a pariah not only that like he was named specifically by that what is her name jufre or whatever like one yes, of the main victims, yes. she said, "Like, yeah, oh yeah, I fucked, I actually fucked Alan Dershowitz." Like, which is like, that's a fucking, oh my god! It's meanwhile, just like, oh, meanwhile, Alan shit. Dershowitz, his defense was, "I got one massage from a large Russian woman, and I kept my underpants on, and I did not enjoy." Oh yeah, it very named, much. yeah, I kept the underwear on uh, a large is, Russian lady named Olga, which is how I knew it was a lie. <laughs> yeah. Olga, yeah. yeah, this is like a bit you from a Martin one Lawrence name? movie. Yeah, fucking Olga. Exactly. That's like literally what people in cartoons name ugly women. Like, <laughs> we know what you're doing, Alan Dershowitz. I had an aunt. I had a great aunt named Olga. Annie Olga. Was she hot? I mean, she was a, she was a short, red-headed Italian woman like the rest of my great aunts. I mean, not actually red-headed, so, but they all dyed their hair red. I'm, it's unclear whether they were actual redheads, but anyway uh yeah. yeah she was a good anyway she was a squat italian woman who was very good at cooking um basically cool. a, exactly how you would imagine a woman named antialga um yeah yeah, yeah. squat so yeah epstein etc yeah 
somehow he's not been canceled. Um, so I think like the most interesting thing about the Oscars to me is that for the second yeah. year in a row, we're not having a host uh, for the Oscars telecast, which I feel like says uh, good something about the state of comedy. Like I feel I, like oh for, yeah for the oh, for yeah. the past like three or four years, I've gotten like the increasing sense that like comedy is. The comedy as a as a truth telling exercise is dead. Like I mean, not that it ever yeah. really was, but like, right? Yeah. No, it's just like the the problem is that we've decided, um, like clapter clapter has eclipsed laughter. In in the establishment, in yes. any kind of liberal establishment, the liberal establishment is uh, they're scared of the uh i don't know what you call it kind of like they're scared of being called problematic they're, they're scared, scared of laughing of, they're scared of laughing at something that uh doesn't reflect uh a woke sensibility like they're afraid of right. the idea that they might come because they, that they might come while watching a, a porn that they wouldn't uh that they that they can't stand behind because to me like laughter yeah. is like coming so like, yes yeah 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 so like the whole idea of it's every, like they come at the most racist part of the porn like not every laughter is like an like the, the, like they don't realize that laughing at something doesn't mean you endorse the joke teller's personal life but that right no that's kind of where we are yeah it doesn't even mean you endorse the worldview of the joke right. a lot of the <laughs> yeah, times yeah. the why you laughed is because they surprised you with it yeah. usually the, they surprised you with uh the worldview because you didn't expect them to have a fucked up fucking worldview and 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 that's that's what a joke is it's like a lot it's of a it misdirect. Is just misdirection yes yeah it's it's a fucking magic trick it's just a verbal magic trick and anyways yeah so in general it's funny because you're watching the oscars specifically because the oscars is um supposed to be kind of like that is the top of the you know it's the classiest liberal hollywood event you know mm -hmm. it's it's like peak uh well it's it's peak limousine liberal hypocrisy and yes like, it is but but to so them like, it's like yeah. they can't risk um some bullshit like uh like a ricky gervais thing anymore like right to them because they're like, more afraid of of just being you know talked at like getting bad press online than uh yeah. I mean, what I think it is, is like Ricky Gervais went up there and did like the jokes, the only jokes that you can really do at a Hollywood award show, which is yeah at the expense of uh, Hollywood hypocrites and the right. problem, which, you know, like that is fertile ground for humor. But of course, as soon sure. as he does it, like every Ben Shapiro is like, oh, man. Ricky Gervais just destroyed Hollywood. And so now like no one can laugh at those jokes because they're afraid that if they laugh at those jokes, then they're fucking Bill O'Reilly all of a sudden. And yeah, it's, like it's it's so annoying too, because it's like literally, um, you know, uh, whenever they've had any kind of good comedian host the Oscars, um, you know, uh, it's always... Even, you know, even if it's a bad comedian, it's like they, they always end up, you shit on Hollywood. That's all yes. you do is you shit on roast. Hollywood. 
it's a roast. Sometimes you, uh, you know, you you shit on their hypocrisy. Sometimes you shit on their bad movies. Sometimes you shit on their looks. You know, it's like, but that's always what they've been doing. And like, the only difference was what Ricky between what like Ricky Gervais and what Bill Crystal did was that like Ricky Gervais just went harder. You know, he yeah. like that first one. He just went like. Uh, he went mean for uh, for some of it, and it was like hilarious and great. Um, and even in this last one, you know, he had the the Harvey Weinstein stuff, and yeah. like, you know, it, it it was it was good. Had stuff. a joke about and, what people being having been on Epstein's plane. Yeah, yeah, that was fucking great. But the, you know, then the Oscars at the, now it's the second year in the row uh, in a row since like what they discovered a bad uh, tweet, but from Kevin Hart. And they're yeah. like, listen, we can't risk, we can't risk the hashtag. We just can't do it. Yeah. You know, uh, that we already got Oscar so white, you know, what's next? I mean, it, it says, it makes a strong statement when Kevin Hart is too edgy for you to be the host of something. <laughs> it, it always blows my mind. It always blows my mind when people are like, his entire you know, stick is being like generally likable. Th- Generally, uh, yeah, generally likable, um, uh, pretty fucking non-offensive, and uh, just kind of like mostly he's the butt of the joke. Yeah, it just it's just so annoying to me because it's like, uh, you know, it's like it's just it's just the another perfect example of like just Hollywood hypocrisy bullshit where they just want to, um, you know, they really want to be. The classiest of the classy they want to be the creme de la creme they, they're like I, yeah. you know we're not gonna lower us lower ourselves and lower our standards to uh have ricky gervais be the host or have you know you know kevin hart like it's just i also it's think just, it's about the death of satire just like you can't oh yeah you can't do any jokes without that joke becoming you know uh a talking point a yeah meme, becoming a yeah fucking, becoming a talking point that oh this person has destroyed that person or it's like the the a joke can't live in the universe of itself anymore now it is yeah it is like fodder for every fucking idiot can can i tell you what i actually think is going on uh more so than all that i i also think that the Oscars, um, because it is, you know, the the Golden Globes is a redheaded stepchild compared to the Oscars. The Oscars is the event, you yeah. know? You know, if you have a fucking Golden Globe versus an Oscar, everyone is like, I want an Oscar. Right. It's a whole thing. I think that they look at themselves, obviously, in this really, like, high-minded manner, and they, they know to hire a comedian or anything like that right now what they're going to end up with is they're just afraid of being attacked they're afraid of like being ridiculed uh on I mean, stage the, well because you know why they're afraid of a unscripted live moment that uh makes them look bad they, well, they the, don't want the jokes kind of hurt more now like being right because they all know they're complicit they're, yes. we're all complicit <laughs> yeah. with fucking harvey weinstein and fucking all of the you know all the people they know in hollywood who have you know are, are since either been you know arrested or put in jail or are on the run or died in prison it's just like you know they know they are complicit in this shit yeah and well it's kind of the they, same thing with the impeachment where it's like yeah. you have this guy 
who's openly corrupt, who is like profiting off of the presidency like every day. Like there's so many things that like any, that you could have impeached him for that like anyone on the street could understand. Like, oh yeah, he he fucking, uh, like he's making millions off of having foreign leaders stay in his hotels that he hasn't divested from. Like, okay, like that's an obvious thing. But instead they made it very narrow where like, can you believe that he tried to get the Ukrainian president to investigate Joe Biden uh, over his... Like, it's because they know <laughs> they know that, like, the idea of Joe Biden's son getting, like, a $50,000 a month job with an energy yeah. thing is, is a thing that, like, everybody thinks is fucked up. But, of yeah. course, yeah, like, yeah, the yeah, thing yeah. they go after him for is, is something that is basically it's self it's self-serving it's like they're not going yeah. they're not going after him for things that they might be complicit in like they're not right they're like okay well i guess we've done you know like they're not going after him for profiting off of his office because they've kind of all done that to no some yeah 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 exactly and and you know in general it's like they the the corruption you know cuts uh both ways every time it's like it's all a double-edged sword you call them out for this you know thing then you know they've all done a similar thing you know and so you kind of like it's one of the reasons that like trump remains almost like indestructible by establishment forces is because like he just is the symbol of their corruption um but he just took it he just went fuck it mask off with it yeah you know well, he's like it, yeah all of them with like the mask from the mask on yeah make- no there's <laughs> there's just no fucking mask and and so like they you know they no, I'm all saying they can there do is, is the mask from the movie the mask oh yeah that's a great mask because it, it's like the you, id. It's like, well, you know, when you put the mask on and you become your own you id. You turn into a cartoon guy. Yeah. Well, like Donald oh, Trump. Oh, you turn into an id. Donald Trump is like America with the mask mask on where. Oh, okay. It becomes, That's an interesting It becomes way. like all the worst things about us. Like where you just become like this yeah. monster made up of your own uh, desires and, and failings. And uh, so. So in a way it's fuck, fuck it. Fuck it. Mask on. Yeah. Is what you're saying. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Yeah. Instead of future, you're past. I love it. Um, no, I'm just saying that like uh, the, you know, there's, I think there is sort of a reckoning that's, that's been happening, uh, you know, with any kind of like establishment of figures of any kind, whether it's like you're a political establishment figure, you're a Hollywood establishment, you know, figure you're anyone who's like a corporate non everyday people living in whatever bubble they're in. A lot of the bubbles are bursting. And so what's ending up happening is people are just fortifying their bubble. Mm-hmm. So one good way to fortify the Oscar bubble is to be like, no comedians, no, no hosts. We're just going to yeah. have people jacking each other off yeah, we're just in the most like gaudy with, way. We're going to take a selfie with Ellen and, uh, and it's yeah, going to be self- tight. We're going to take a selfie with Ellen, who is like a literal tyrant uh, <laughs> and just like everybody actual- says they have a lot of Ellen stories. I've never heard the really good Ellen stories. I want to hear one. Uh, the, oh, I don't want to do one bad that it's, there's a second hand story about, fuck, I forget who it was. Uh, I feel bad even like mentioning it without knowing, uh, the full thing, but it was something along the lines of like Ellen, uh, kept having some kid with like disabilities or something on and like it was like, oh, that little asshole again or something. <laughs> it was yeah, maybe, funny. I'm probably... 
I probably like, uh, you know, I probably heard that wrong, but uh, no, she's like anyone who's ever worked for Ellen has been like the fucking worst. She is a goddamn, she's the devil. Um, <laughs> and uh, yeah, it makes total sense to me. But like just in general, it's just like uh, these are all, you know, there's a lot of untouchables that are being touched. Uh, and I kind of feel like, you know, the Oscars wants to to make their thing this important, almost solemn uh, occasion where where they want to be like, you know, we're not here, you know, to be ridiculed. We're here to make a difference. Yeah. Like we ourselves will do not piss. do not take our moral high ground. This is all that we have. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Like they're going to uh, collect uh, enough fucking millionaire piss to put out the fires in 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 australia like they they are (laughs) themselves putting it on themselves to be the saviors of humanity i saw this one fucking tweet oh my god i i I, that that fully described this type of thinking from like um oh what the fuck i i i feel i should have prepared uh it is like this is like an la times writer (laughs) 